OTB Sports Rugby. Some of the hype around Jack Crowley has been premature. He's played pretty well, but having him as the second coming of Christ seems to be a little bit aggressive. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Still I'd like to say Sarah Rowe, now of Melbourne Victory, is on the line from Melbourne. Sarah, good evening slash morning to you. How are you? Oh, I think we're on mute. One of us is on mute. <laughs> we, ha- we can't hear you there. We'll go back to you now. Yeah, we can Not hear you me. now, I think. Yeah. Not me, I don't think. There you go. Can you hear me? Hi. Work, Hi working perfectly, you? yeah. Before we get into your story... Um, what do you think of the Lee Keegan era finishing? Because he's a, an all-time legend. Um, you're a male footballer yourself. Oh, it's just incredible to see, I suppose, a guy who could probably play another three or four years at the top of his game because he's finished on such a high. And I think that's, you know, having not have an All-Ireland final in his pocket but have had such a decorated career himself, um, it's amazing to finish being at the peak of your performance, essentially. Um, but yeah, I'm sad to see him go because he's just, um, you know, he's a mainstay in Mayo and he has been for so long. Right, so let's talk about you. Um, last time we spoke to you, a couple of weeks ago, uh, you were in the AFL uh, off-season and now you're back in the middle of the actual soccer season, having been picked up by Melbourne Victory. So how did this all come about? Yeah, I'm not someone who knows how to relax, I think, Um <laughs> I think last season I took six, maybe eight weeks off because of the way the season time and worked and just took that time away and trained, obviously, but didn't play with Mayo that season. And I think I kind of missed not cross-coding, I suppose. But um, it never worked out for me to go back to soccer prior to now. I'm sorry, I don't know what that is. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can, yeah. Sorry, um, I just got cut out there. Um, it never worked out before now to go back to soccer because of the season time and dates with AFLW. So it was always that. it was you know There was always an option to go back to Gaelic football. But I had definitely left soccer on an abrupt note a couple of years ago to focus on Mayo that year that we got to the All-Ireland Final in 2017. And from that then, I got the opportunity to come out to AFLW and probably only thought that I was going to be out here for a year and then five years later, I'm still here. But having returned to soccer two years ago with Shells just I, I had that itch I was like I really feel like I'm not done I just don't know when I'm going to get the time or the opportunity to so I just seemed to align this time with season and had a few conversations with um, different clubs I spoke to Dave Connell at length he was brilliant um, in I suppose my transition back and just give me the belief that I could probably go back and uh, play at some sort of high level but um, it would be best to get a club either in Melbourne or and come home and try get a club in Ireland or go from there. So I've, these conversations have been going on for quite some time. When you were younger, Sarah, were you a, a Gaelic football head or a soccer head, or did you did you have an order of preference? I think my first sport was soccer, and then my second sport was Gaelic football. But I would say my favourite sport has always been Gaelic football. But it's just because I've come from a Gaelic football family with my both my grandparents playing. Um, with Mayo so I think that was always the thing it was always about family pride of place playing with the team you've grown up with your whole life but then I suppose soccer has brought you know different opportunities for me playing with Casper Celtic then on to Shells there was always stepping stones but I remember at the time when I left soccer for that year after the under 19 European finals like I always felt like 
I would go back, but I didn't really see the pathways at the time because there wasn't as many pathways. Then it was only two or three years after that that you saw, you know, girls go to England or girls go abroad to play soccer, but there just wasn't that pathways at the time. Had there been, maybe I would have made a different decision at the time. Well, I mean, a World Cup being in Australia, where you're already acclimatised to the weather and conditions, Sarah, that's a pretty, that's a pretty coincidental pathway. <laughs> no, I'm a long way off that. I'm only back training about five weeks. I am not near the standard that I would hold myself to, and there's an awful lot of work to go in. And really, I know it's cliche and all of the signs. It's really about me focusing on trying to get better every day and taking in as much education as I can and doing as much extra technical work as I can with the coaches over here. The coach, Steph Hopkins from Melbourne Victory, has been incredible and they've just put in an awful lot of work to me. And I think I just really appreciate the confidence and faith that they have had in me over the last couple of weeks, considering I've been so far, like so long out of the game for them to even give me an opportunity here has been amazing. I'm very grateful for that. But yeah, the, the World Cup, it's amazing. It's so good to think that all the girls are even talking to Claire Shine the other day that they're all flying over and it's just going to be literally a flight away either in Sydney and Perth or whatever. But um, regardless, I'll be there cheering the girls on now. That's if I can get tickets. But um, yeah, so I'm, it's, it's been amazing to watch what the girls have done. I mean, all joking aside, is it even part of your dream to potentially things go well and over the next couple of months get called back into an Ireland squad and do some training with them? Or is that not even possible with the AFLW? Well, that's, that's like saying, like, if you had an opportunity to go to the Olympics, would you not go? Of course you'd go. <laughs> of course you'd love to go. Of course it would be your dream. Any sports person's dream would be to play at the highest level of any sport that they can get to. So, yeah, I say, like, obviously one can dream about things like that, but it just feels like, you know, it feels like it's been eight years, really, essentially, since I've been playing at the highest level. So there's so much work that needs to go in from a personal point of view. Then you know, I need to bring that into victory and I need to, you need to perform week in, week out. So there's so many stepping stones to that. But um, for now, I'll just be definitely supporting the girls from behind. Uh, what position are you playing, Sarah? What, what, what type of soccer player are you? I'm playing in um, Katie McCabe's position, so tell her to watch out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking. Uh, she, she's, one of, she's one of my great friends. She's an absolute credit. But um, no, I play in either left wing, right wing or up top. We kind of switch. We um, generally switch between three up top. Uh, that that positional flexibility, does that come from a GA background a little bit where you kind of have to do a little bit of everything no matter where you are on the pitch? Or was that always kind of your game anyway? Yeah, that was probably always kind of my game anyway. I used to play centre mid um, when I was younger, but always with Ireland, I always played up through the ranks. It was always right or left wing. Um, but I think, yeah, I probably missed, within the AFLW, it's a very structured game, and I probably missed that flexibility of being able to play a bit more on instinct and kind of move around a bit more. But like that, like Gaelic football obviously brings a lot of that as well. You do play a lot in instinct too. Um. For anybody who hasn't seen it, uh, it's been doing the rounds on Twitter, but here's the Australian commentary of your first touchback in football, courtesy of the Australian soccer website, keepup.com. Have a listen to this. Cleared by Goad. He was able to find Rowe. Oh, call an ambulance. Some ankles are broken there. What a run this from Sarah Rowe. Oh, dear. Sarah Rowe on that occasion absolutely sent Izzy Folletta. Call an ambulance, some ankles are broken there. 
sent for her dinner, Sarah? Normally, that's me. It's on the other side. Normally, I'm the one tripping over someone else. If you saw me the first week back to training, I was properly tripping over my own feet. So, um, yeah, that was. I think I was just lucky at that moment. You're obviously enjoying it. Yeah, I, to, uh, to be honest, I'm absolutely loving being back at a sport that I have such a passion for and I have for so long. I really have missed it. Um, I think that's been the thing. I've just been so grateful to be able to train you know, in that elite environment and be with some of some great players, like players who play, play with the Matildas. Like we have a girl from Denmark at the moment who's playing with us. She's on loan for six weeks. To be able to play with these players and also learn from them as well has been amazing. And just the training schedule is like far more than you would do at home in um, the National League because we train in the morning. So we're in training for seven o'clock and then we're done by like one o'clock every day but that's like five days a week so it's just a different um, it's different to the AFLW again because obviously we're at a semi-pro stage in AFLW and we train in the evening time so even that in itself has been great Was there an element there in your head of unfinished business in football like has this been kind of on your radar since you went to Oz in 2018 was it something that you always felt if the opportunity arose that you would take it? Yeah, there was always, I always used to have conversations with my dad just about, like, you know, was there opportunities to play in Sydney, Perth, because there's teams all over the place. And you would have saw Julianne Russell played over in Australia. So I had reached out to her a couple of months ago as well to say, like, what was the standard like? What were the opportunities? You know, that all those things. So I'd definitely been asking questions for a long time. It was like, how am I going to get the seasons to align? And you know, I'm very much in the thick of it with Collingwood as well. Like, you don't want to, you didn't want to walk away from that fully and um, without knowing what you're going into as well. So, um, I think there was there was a lot of weighing up to do, and then it just seemed to perfectly align this year. I, I missed the first five weeks of preseason, and then towards the end of Collingwood season, they were coming into round one. So, Jeff, the coach, is like, well, like because they didn't even have real that much footage of me. It was like there was a small bit from under nineteen, but like. They were going off word of mouth from talking to Collingwood, from talking to clubs that I've been at before and, you know, taking a real risk on me really and just saying, when can you come in training? Can you come in straight away? But we were in the middle of finals at the time. So I was like, I obviously can't come in training until the season ends. But then it was a really slow approach as well. It was like Collingwood and Victory had to work together and be like, she can train once a week with Victory, the rest of the week with Collingwood, twice a week with Victory then with RSV at Collingwood. So it was a really stagnated approach because um, obviously transitioning to a different sport, like managing your body, trying to um, prevent as many injuries as possible. So I think I was very frustrated at the start because I just wanted to get in straight away and um, get as much touch as possible. But um, yeah, I think the way it's worked out has been perfect. You already have National League and Cup honours with Shelburne from, from uh, before and you're probably seeing the increased interest in the Women's National League over here, even from, from Australia on social media and whatever else. Um, like Obviously, this is a massive hypothetical, but if and when you, you, you return to Ireland at some point in the future, is, it, is the Women's National League on your radar? Is it back into the Mayo colours or have you even thought that far ahead? Yeah, it's hard to think any further than right now. My goal is to get to April because that's the end of the victory season. And, you know, that's as far as you can think. And then after that, you go, we still don't know when AFLW is starting again next season or when pre-season starts. We've no definite dates of that. 
So there's still going to be loads to weigh up in the middle of all that. Um, but yeah, National League is definitely not something that's not on my radar. Um, I always keep in touch with Shells and um, always chat to them. They're always in the background, even just wishing me luck for games and stuff. So um, yeah, that's very much, that would be in the back of my mind, definitely. So um, the soccer season finishes in April and you say you don't know when the AFLW is, is, um, is definitely going to restart. When is it likely to restart? likely to restart the season to start the end of August. That would mean that pre-season would start probably end of May. Okay, so, so there's a bit of a gap there. Then you, yeah. There's a bit of a gap, yeah. So the games don't, they think that the games won't start until the end of August. Right, so you've, you've got a couple of decisions to make there and, and you'll have an opportunity to put a load of tape down over the next couple of months. Yeah, you just, I think you just have to see how it goes week by week and literally training session by training session that's gen- like genuinely my focus because like if you start to think of big outcomes or like what's next like you really do forget to do the little things really well and I've I've definitely had times in my career where I have thought like that you think too far ahead and all of a sudden you get an injury or something goes pear-shaped for you and you're not performing and you're missing out in detail so for me it really is like it's just a process well, listen, enjoy every step of it because it's an incredible story. Thanks a million for joining us again, Sarah. Best of luck. Thanks, guys. Good to see you. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.